Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Men's Leadership Network. Uh, You know, as men, we're all leaders. And so we're called to be leaders in our home, in our marriages, with our children, you know, at work, in our workplace, in our neighborhoods. And uh, that's a lot of pressure. And it's also an incredible opportunity. And so I'm really glad that you've tuned in because the Men's Leadership Network is here to help us all be better leaders. Because as we grow in our leadership, it impacts so many other people. You know, it impacts our marriage, it impacts our kids, it impacts generations. And so that's what the Men's Leadership Network is all about, is helping us grow in our leadership. Now, as leaders, as men, we're all busy, right? There's so many things that war against us and and bargain for our time and energy. And, And so today we're talking about missions and service. And that's a big component of us being in leadership. And we wonder, where do I get the time? How do I do this? And so I want you to hear today from an incredible man, a guy named Jimmy Weekly, and what God has been doing in his life and this call to missions, this call to serve. And I pray this is going to help you and me grow in our own leadership, in our service, our missions, and giving back to God. So let's tune in for Jimmy Weekly today. Jimmy, thanks for being with us today. This is uh, fantastic, and uh, we just really appreciate you. Uh, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, 35 years old, uh, father of two handsome young boys, uh, five-year-old Brooks, three-year-old Colson. Um, been married to my wife, uh, Melanie, for a little over 10 years now. Wow. Um, grown up in the Franklin area. Um, avid University of Georgia Bulldog fan. So, <laughs> sorry to the orange people out there. But... Um, been in sales all my life. Um, I've had a sales job since I graduated from college. Yeah. And uh, just loving right, life right now. Yeah, you're doing that sales with uh, sports fields and turfs and gyms all over, right? Right. So basically, I'm in the athletic servicing industry. Um, anything you can play sports on, you know, I sell it and then our crews install it. So I'm just kind of juggling a bunch of things right now with work, launching a new company, yeah. um, you know, working for the the old company as well, so doing both. So things are pretty busy right now. You got a lot going on. You got a ton yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. tell me about when you became a follower of Jesus and you gave your life to Christ, and then how that impacted you. Yeah, I remember that night. I was uh, I was in college, I believe my junior year, mm. and was involved with athletics um, at Georgia, and was involved with FCA. And one night, you know, they always talked about the prayer to accept Jesus in your heart, and. One night it just hit me. It was like, man, I need to do this. You know, I need to, because, you know, one day I'm going to be a father. You know, one day, you know, I'm going to be a leader. So um, I remember that night, accepted Christ in my life. And, you know, since then, you know, I've tried my best, you know, even though I fail sometimes, uh, to live my life for Christ. So um, huge impact on my life. Uh, opened up so many different uh, networks and things and, you know, experiences since that night. So I'm very grateful for, you know, FCA and what they did for me in college. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, a huge component of being a a follower of Christ is serving. And uh, a lot of times as men, that's a hard deal for us, right? Because we've got so many demands on us and so many things on our time. Tell me about when you first started serving. How did that feel to give back? Or how did you start to kind of dip your toe in the water and start to serve? Okay, so uh, us serving, you know, myself and my wife was basically when we we joined Rolling Hills, I want to say, I don't know, four years ago maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just noticed, we were like, man, 
everybody that goes to church here is involved in something. They're either either doing it in the parking lot or they're helping with children's church. So Melanie and I looked at each other. We we're like, man, we kind of need to pull our own weight here. Um, so we just kind of jumped in and started, you know, we went, we took our kids to a Saturday serve one day. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we started greeting. Um, Melanie worked in the nursery. So <clears throat> there was just a lot of opportunities here, and we loved that. And really that kind of got us more entrenched and involved with, with Rolling Hills and kind of was one of the things that were like, man, we love this church, and, and that just got us involved, and we loved it ever since. So, That's great. Yeah. What, do you, what were kind of some of the things that you were worried about as far as the serving side? Was there things that held you back from jumping in? Or? I mean, I think just like any other excuses, time. Mm-hmm. Um, you think, man, I can barely get to church on time. You know, now I've got to get to church at 9 o'clock instead of 9.30. <laughs> yeah. And it's just one of those things where we made it a, pro- a priority mm-hmm. um, to get up a little earlier, to stay a little later. Maybe we have to go to two services. Maybe we have to split cars you know, and you got to take the kids because they're not ready yet, and I'll go do the greeting, all that kind of stuff. So time was huge. And just also, you know, you're kind of uncomfortable a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, for me, meeting people is not uncomfortable, but, you know, sometimes for my wife it can be a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But we signed up to be greeters, and she's loved it. And, and so things like that, um, just kind of stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit yeah. um, has helped us. So it's fantastic. So talk to me about... Uh, you last year did your first right. international mission trip and went to this country of Moldova. Right. What, what kind of inspired you? I mean, how did God stir in your heart to take that step and to go? Okay, so, yeah, there were a few things. Uh, in our small group, uh, one of our small group members uh, had just gone to Moldova. She, I believe she went to the Christmas trip, and she brought home a video. And she just kind of, you know, showed pictures rolling through the video of, of these kids, and, like, it was like, you know, just Rolling Hills people playing with kids. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I can do that. Um, play with kids all day long, right? Yeah. And then the Next Steps initiative um, yeah. came to Rolling Hills, uh, was announced, and uh, I'd never been on an international mission trip. I don't even think I've ever been on a, a mission trip at all. And, you know, one of the things on there was to, you know, reach out. And part of reaching out, I looked at Melanie, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go on a mission trip. I feel that's what God wants me to do. Let's get uncomfortable, and let's go on this mission trip. And at first, I'd kind of signed up for the Brazil trip, um, uh, going to the Amazon. But it didn't work out with vacation schedules and dates and, like, child care. And so then I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to this, cult, this country, Moldova, that everybody's been talking about. I don't even know what's going on, but I'll go to Moldova. So that's really how it got stirred in my heart, and that's how I landed in Moldova, actually. Wow. So When you first took that step and said, okay, I'm going to sign up, what were the things that – uh, excited you, but also what were the things that you were kind of fighting against? What was that? Okay, so the long plane flight, um, <laughs> they were like, yeah, you're traveling for 22 hours, and I was like, oh, man, I, I have like the attention span of a three-year-old boy, so um, <laughs> I was a little worried about that. I was a little worried about, like, where are we going to sleep? Um, mm-hmm. Are we going to be, you know, is it going to be like a metal shack we're sleeping in? Is it going to be a dirt floor? Is it going to be a cot? Are we going to have beds? You know, who am I going to be sleeping next to? Um, what kind of food are we going to eat? Um, you know, it, what kind of transportation? I, you know, I don't. I hear the roads are pretty bad there. You know, what's going on? I mean, all these things going in your head, and then, of course, you're you're worried about you know your childcare, um, mm-hmm. leaving your your kids and your wife behind. My wife works, mm-hmm. so um, childcare on the days that she works. So all those things. Once it's, I kind of felt like once I decided to go, or once. You know, I answered the call to go. It was like, okay, I'm going to throw all these obstacles at you, too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. So 
Um, and there's some, there is some cost involved with it as well. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, financially you're thinking about that as well. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that come at you um, that once you decide to go, it's not the end. It's kind of like once you become a believer in Christ, it's, it's not just easy from there on out, right? There's right. a lot of obstacles and a lot of things coming at you. And I felt like that's what it was once I had said, okay, I'm going to go on a mission trip. Mm -hmm. So, Wow. Why Moldova? I mean, what inspired you? What was the thing you said? You talked about your small group. You saw this video. And, right. Uh, but, but what was the draw? I mean, what was the call in your life? <clears throat> I, think, I, I think the big thing was, you know, seeing the kids. Mm. And um, Abby, who was in our small group, said the, all the kids want is someone to, to love on them, uh, someone to show them love, mm -hmm. and just to be there for them and just spend time with them. Mm. And... You know, I was looking at my kids, you know, I'm in the middle of raising a family, and I was like, man, you know, our kids have everything. And I'm looking at these pictures, and it looks like they don't have anything. And yeah. I was like, so I can sacrifice, you know, a week of my life, a week of our, you know, Williamson County bubble life here, yeah. and go help some kids. And I had no clue what to expect, um, but literally, when you get there and you get off the bus and the kids run up to you, and they, they don't even know you, but they hug you because they know you're there to play with them. Uh, was just, that changed my life forever, that moment, getting off that bus. Mm. So, Yeah, tell us about that first trip. Tell us what you felt, what okay. you experienced. Uh, like I said, I had no clue what was going on. They were like, Jimmy, you're going to do recreation. And I was like, okay, man, I can do sports. been doing sports all my life, right? Um, and you get, like, we went to a, a village called Rissapin, and um, we had never been to this village before. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know how many kids were going to be there. Um, our bus pulls up after driving an hour on this road where you think you're literally going to fall off the road. And uh, we, we, we pull up to the community center, and there's like 60 kids waiting on us. Uh, word had spread throughout the town, and you literally get off the bus, and they come running at you. And it was, that was just amazing to me that they didn't know who we were. They had heard, you know, hey, some Americans are coming to, to run vacation Bible school for you and play with you and all that kind of stuff. And, and they were just ready. I mean, they were ready. It was like God put those kids there and put us there, and it was like, okay, let's go. So, Wow. So when you were there, did some of the uh, obstacles, the things that you were worried about, did those fears start to kind of drift away? Or? Yeah, <laughs> immediately, you know. Um, it, the transportation thing was, was kind of cool. Um, yeah, you have, you have a nine-hour flight, but you get to pick between like 200 movies. So <laughs> I'm a movie buff, so I just sat there. I think I watched all the Marvel's Avengers movies the whole way there. Um, and then when you get there, the trans, you know, you have nice transportation. I mean, the host houses, the people who host us are just so gracious, and you actually eat better while you're there. Um, you actually get, can gain some weight there if it's not too hot. Um, but, yeah, all that, you know, sleeping, you, you meet a whole new group of people. Um, that's one of the things that I think people don't realize is, it, it, you know, yes, a lot of us go to the same church. We don't know each other, but you go on this mission trip, all of a sudden you have this bond, mm -hmm. and you're living in close quarters with a guy you haven't met before. And some of, some of my, you know, the best bonds I've had at church are mm -hmm. from people who I've been on the mission trip with. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, all those fears were, I mean, child care, you know, was easy. You know, I have a great wife at home who stayed at home that first trip, and, um, you know, the transportation was easy, the food thing, sleeping. I mean, you're so tired at night. I don't, I think you can sleep on a concrete block, you know, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about your wife, Jimmy, because I'm sure for a lot of guys, that's, you know, a 
big concern of their wife is, you know, leaving and being gone. And how did Melanie take that, that first trip you went? And then what has been her reaction since? Uh, she was so supportive. Um, she's great. I mean, in so many ways, I'm, I'm so blessed to be with her. And um, she was just like, yeah, go do it. Um, let's not worry about the cost. Let, you know, I'll figure out the kids. You know, she's always like superwoman when it comes to whenever we have to go somewhere, figuring out where the kids are going to go. And, you know, we, um, her parents helped us out a ton as well. And, but yeah, she was totally supportive in it. And then I think the biggest thing that came out of that, she was so supportive when I came back, I, I was able to share with her what went on. And we actually sponsored a little girl over there. Wow. Um, so I got to meet her and spend time with her and uh, telling her about um, Daniela is her name. And, and she was just, you could tell, she was just, she was all in. And I knew like the next year she was going to go. And so um, her being so gracious and, and taking care of all that and led to this year, she actually uh, came with us. Wow. Uh, she came with me on the trip. So, um, and again, I believe that was her first trip as well. So it's funny how everything's kind of evolved. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so talk about that. You, you just returned. I mean, it was probably right. about three weeks ago or so that you and Melanie returned. How was that experience being there second year, but also now with your wife? Right. So second year was great. Um, being there with my wife was amazing because I saw things in her that, you know, when you're thrust into an uncomfortable situation, you know, you know, new things shine through. You know, God will, you know, he's going to take care of you because you're being obedient and being there in the first place. So just seeing um, the love of Christ through the way Melanie was working with the kids and um, the little girl we sponsored just bonded with Melanie immediately. I never left her side. Um, and just seeing her, that's not something she would normally do. Um, so seeing her put in that uncomfortable situation, and then, I mean, she just took to it. I mean, she was amazing. And I don't, I couldn't get that experience, you know, playing it safe and staying at home and just hanging out and going to the pool all summer. It took us going over there to realize so many different things about each other. I mean, there was things I learned about her that I didn't know that, you know, the light gets shined when you, when you go to Moldova and it, you, you have you and her and your mission team, right? Mm -hmm. And the kids. So it was amazing. Uh, now she talks about, I don't know if I can do a summer without going to Moldova. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same way. So it, it, we have like another bond because mm -hmm. um, we both have totally different jobs. So, if, you know, I'm talking about sport, installing a synthetic turf floor. She's like, that's great, honey. She talks about, you know, sticking people with needles at the hospital. I'm like, okay, that's enough because <laughs> that's not me. Um, so now we have this bond where it's like, it's just amazing. It's hard to explain. Wow. Yeah. Talk about you. You've mentioned about sponsoring a child. And talk about that. When did you first start to sponsor a child? And then kind of that connection, that bond you guys have. So when our small group member came back, uh, she was showing pictures of kids that need sponsorships. And um, Melanie and I didn't really know. We were like, okay, we'll do it. You know, we didn't really know what to expect. And then we started sponsoring Daniela. And you start writing her letters. And she starts writing you letters and pictures go back and forth which is fantastic because she starts talking about what she does on a day-to-day -day basis. You can send her, you know, she loves to get pictures of our kids. She absolutely loves it. Um, and then, you know, our small group together sponsors a transitional student, which is wow. like uh, one of the boys to leaders. Um, his name's Igor. And so he's kind of um, on the older spectrum of the sponsorships. And, you know, seeing him grow, you know, from the first year when I went by myself on the mission trip and seeing him this year, year two, um, he, he was so shy last year, but now just his second year in the program, it's amazing his transformation. He shared his testimony at uh, 
on our mission trip this year in front of all these kids. He was so nervous. I was like, no, man, you got this. You got this. Um, and he just did a fantastic job. So, you know, seeing the growth from year one to year two in Daniela and in Igor, mm. the two kids that we're involved with was amazing. And, and it's hard to explain. Um, the sponsorship is, is absolutely fantastic because you can communicate with them. But it, if you go over there and get to spend time with the kid, it makes it more real. Mm. Um, the bond becomes a little bit stronger. And it's almost like, you know, you feel like that's, you feel like that's your kid, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, hopefully we're raising them up to, you know, change the cycle that's going on over there right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's such a great word. I mean, you know, when we first started going to Moldova, that was the thing that broke my heart. Right. Here's this, the poorest, smallest country in the former Soviet Union, you know, between uh, Romania and the Ukraine. And, and you would see these kids in these orphanages and, it, and you would just say, where's the hope? I mean, you know, right. where's the future? And so many of them end up trafficked in prostitution or in organized crime. And, 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 and I love what you said just about sponsoring a child. You know, it was through Justice and Mercy International when we first started sponsoring a child, Elena. And then the great part is to watch her grow right. and just like you're getting to and, and investing in them. And then now to see Igor coming back and being the translator in those orphanages right. and teaching those kids about Christ. And he's speaking English and thinking about he does have a hope in a future, you know, and, and uh, just the difference that somebody here in the United States can make halfway around the world, you know, in the life of a precious child. And um, I, I think it's, it's remarkable. And yeah. to get to see that firsthand is incredible. So uh, I just I love your heart in that. What's the thing about the kids that really connected you? What, what was it that you just, you know, they come running to you? What was that, what was that bond? What was that? It, it's amazing because they have so little, mm -hmm. but that's normal to them. So when you're there, they're not concerned with can they play with your iPad or can they play with your phone. You know, they just want you to play with them. Mm -hmm. They just want you to show them love because a lot of them uh, don't have father figures. So yeah. for me, for a lot of the boys, it was kind of like the father figure role for a week. It's like, you know, they want to play sports with you. They want to, you know, talk to you about things they can't talk to women about. Um, res respect for women is kind of an issue over mm -hmm. there. And mm -hmm. so, you know, as men over there on that mission trip, we're able to kind of um, teach them about, okay, like you need to be opening doors. You need to be saying, yes, ma'am, you need to, you know, you need to respect women in relationships because they don't get any of that over there. Um, so just the fact that they didn't want any toys from you. I mean, like, get, bringing them toys is great, and bringing them trinkets and stuff like that is awesome. They love that, but they just want time, mm. and they cherish every second you're over there. Yeah. I mean, they will, from the moment you leave to go to your bed at night, they're playing with you in the parking lot before you leave. Mm. I mean, just if it's Foursquare or soccer, or actually, they call it football, so <laughs> you can't call it soccer over there. Um, but yeah, it's just, if you're willing to just play with them, yeah. I mean, they're entertained, yeah. you know? I think that's so Im impactful, you know, and, um, and the difference that a man can make over there, yeah. you know, I, 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 uh, I want you to talk about that okay. because I'm so thankful that everybody goes, but um, to think about these kids and they have nobody to tuck them in at night, you know, right. and, and I think about my own kids and just that importance of that time, or they don't have, uh, like you just said, a, a male to talk about things about about, you know, what it means to be growing up as a boy and becoming a man or, right. or even how to treat women. Why is that so important for men to go? What, 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 what difference does that make? I think after going there the last two years, 
um, they, it's, it's so important because none of them, very few of them have a godly man presence in their life. Mm-hmm. They may have a man in their life, but either, that man either beats them yeah. or is an alcoholic or sexually abusing somebody. I mean, it's amazing the stories that you hear. Um, so they don't really know, they don't have any model, you know, good right. godly man models to, to model themselves after. So, and I think men um, are thinking, well, you know, I'll go on a mission trip if it's construction because, you know, I'll go, I'll go build something because then, you know, I'll just go, and I'm like, you know, and I think those types of mission trips are awesome and they're needed too. Um, but I think especially in Moldova, the, the men being there just to, just to be a, a godly man presence in a kid's life is huge mm-hmm. because there's so many boys that come to our camp. I mean, boys that are ages, you know, 6 to 15. Yeah. And those 9 to 15-year-olds are at that stage where they're, you know, they're starting to kind of figure things out. They're either going to go this way or that way. And if you're there telling them about Christ, telling them about the love of Christ, showing them the love of Christ, um, you know, it's amazing how many questions they'll ask. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing, you know, how they'll catch on you know, I, I told one of the one of the kids. His name was Redu, and he was kind of squirrely the first year, and the second year, um, this year he was a, a little more in line and was a little more respectful. And uh, we were asking him about things, and um, one of the one of the translators was playing the guitar, singing song, singing songs for us, and um, we had him write down on a sheet of draw on a sheet of paper, you know, some of the talents that God has given you, and he drew a guitar. And uh, we said, now we want you to explain to the group you know, how you're going to use that talent that God's given you to further his kingdom. And uh, he stood up. You know, he never would have done this last year. He stood up this year and he said, uh, he said it in Romanian. I don't know how to say it in Romanian, but <laughs> he said, I want to play the guitar. And we were like, well, how is that going to further God's kingdom? He's like, because I want to play um, songs about Christ so the kids in Moldova can hear about Christ. And uh, we were just like, oh, gosh, <laughs> you know, can we stop? Everybody go get some tissues over here, you know. Um, <laughs> And in year one, you know, he was the kid we were like, you know, if you don't straight up, you're going to have to leave kind of mm. kid. And now he's wanting to be a worship leader and play his guitar for Christ. It was, wow. you know, just little things like that um, are the reasons why, you know, men are needed. Because, yeah. you know, he might not have opened up to a, to a woman because, mm. you know, they don't, you know, the kids over there are kind of raised not to really respect women. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to fathom that idea, but um, it's just, you know, if, if you're willing to just, you know, be a dad for a week to these guys, mm-hmm. it's, it's just amazing. Wow. So. And men can have such a huge oh, impact yeah. there. I mean, it's enormous. What difference has it made in your life? I mean, what, since you've been back and Melanie's been back, but, but what difference has it made to go on a mission trip? I mean, what difference does it make how you live now? I think for us, um, one of the things that we were, you know, praying about was just being obedient and, you know, answering what God wants us to do. And I think uh, the thing that's really struck me the past three or four years is um, along with that obedience means you're going to get uncomfortable, (laughs) right? Um, And getting uncomfortable has opened up a different world for me personally. Um, it's, It's helped me view things in a different way. It's helped me you know, not judge people as much. It's helped me mm. um, realize that, you know, we need to love people first. Um, and I have this, like, family in Moldova now that I communicate with on a daily basis, whether it's 
um, Alina who runs J JMI over there on the ground for us, or whether it's our um, transitional student Igor who I communicate with on a daily basis through Facebook, um, or Daniela who we talk to monthly via email. It's, I mean, I wouldn't have that family if, if we weren't, if Melanie and I weren't obedient mm -hmm. two or three years ago. And it's changed my life and how I raise my kids. You know, um, we live in so much excess here. Mm -hmm. um, we're trying, it's really hard. And, and we, and Melanie and I fail all the time, but we're trying to, you know, explain and show that, you know, it's not about the stuff we have, you know, some, you know, trying to explain, well, some kids don't have these things. Some kids, you know, um, we're trying to become better parents that way. Mm -hmm. um, we want them to serve as soon as they're old enough to serve. You know, we're already asking, okay, so how old do they have to be to go to Moldova? And it's, well, they got to be mature enough to take a nine-hour flight. And I'm like, well, our kids can't do that right now. So, um, but I think just um, having that servant heart is going to help us with our kids. And, and if we can just get them entrenched in serving as early as possible, I think, you know, if more kids thought that way, I think this world would be such a better place. Because right now in the world, I feel like we kind of live in this sense of entitlement right now. Mm -hmm. um, and... And I'm a big part of that too. Um, I, and I just think that, man, if we could just kind of push that to the side a little bit, be obedient, open up, get uncomfortable, and realize that um, there's people all over the world that need our help and need our love. And we don't have to give them anything. We don't have to, you know, they don't have to watch a Netflix movie on iPad. They just want you to play with them. Mm. Um, and I think that that's just huge, yeah. huge. I think it makes such a huge difference and you and me, you know, I, right. I, I love being there, being on a mission trip and just seeing God move. And, and it is that part of stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, and everything in our world may, tries to make us comfortable, you know, we bigger house, nicer car, more air conditioning, you know, it's like, yeah. but when you step out, it's when you see Christ and seeing Christ in the faces of these children and, and um, it's just something that changes you on the inside, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, it changes, it impacts your marriage, it impacts your kids, you know, your kids are watching you and what's important to you, uh, impacts your extended family and right. your career and how you, you view life. So, Jimmy, what would you say to men if you were to give us like one or two takeaways from um, what we've talked about today? What would you say to the men today? Uh, I would say if you're a man who's uh, been thinking about, you know, how can I, how can I get uncomfortable, how can I be more obedient, how can I you know, use my talents, um, you know, to further his kingdom. I would say if, if it's ever been on your heart mm -hmm. to go on a mission trip, you know, and I know there's mission trips locally and, you know, mission trips, you know, missions are needed locally as well and, and internationally. Mm -hmm. um, but just make that decision to go. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead and pay your deposit <laughs> so you have no turn, there's no turning back and just pray. Mm -hmm. um, I remember making that decision and just praying and being like, okay, God, what did I just do? And, you know, you'll get questions from people like, well, why are you going over there when you can just serve down the street? And it's like, you know, um, you're answering God's call, so it's kind of hard to explain. But I would just tell men, you know, just the childcare thing can get worked out. Your job is going to survive without you for a week. Um, I don't know a lot of owners of companies that will fire you for going on a mission trip. Um, just to take that leap of faith and to pray about it and to make that decision. And once you make that decision, don't look back. Mm -hmm. um, certainly pray about it, talk to about your wife and all that kind of stuff. But I would say just go because the impact, everybody thinks I'm going to go on this mission trip to impact people over there. Really, it impacts you more than you would ever imagine. It changes mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're, if you're kind of in a rut, 
you know, where we were like four or five years ago where it's like, okay, well, I'm a believer, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of walking this, you know, where am I going here? I mean, it can change your life. It opens up so many doors and so many people in your lives where you're changed forever. Mm. And um, I just think that, you know, life's kind of too short here on earth to, to be comfortable all the time. Mm. And we're really, Melanie and I are really going to focus on trying to become more uncomfortable as we move along. And I don't know what that's going to lead us, mm-hmm. but I, I just, just go, just do it. I mean, you know, take a leap of, of faith, as they say, and just go. Mm. That's awesome. Well, Jimmy, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. God's using you and your family in such a great way. And, um, and I do. I echo your sentiments. I mean, I just encourage all the men. I mean, you know, step out of your comfort zone and, and do something. If you're looking for a place to jump in, uh, Justice and Mercy International, uh, go to jmi.org and you can find out more. There's trips to the Amazon, which are incredible. You're in a boat going on the Amazon River and sleeping in hammocks and working in different villages. I mean, it's pretty awesome. There's Christmas trips to Moldova, then there's summer trips, also South Africa. Uh, there's so many ways to get involved, mm-hmm. and sometimes maybe just start by sponsoring a child, you know, yeah. and, and the great part in our family is, you know, we sponsor a child, and so my girls are able to write notes, Absolutely. you know, and, uh, and I just think they've got somebody that they know overseas who doesn't have anything close right. to what they have, but that they're being able to impact, and for us as a family, that, that's mm-hmm. been a great place to start. It's like 40 bucks a month, and it's you know, a couple of Starbucks trips and right. it changes our family. So, guys, just jump in and uh, watch God use you in ways you never dreamed or never imagined. So, Jimmy, this has been great. Absolutely. Man, can I pray for us? Let's Absolutely. pray together. God, thank you for today. Thank you for Jimmy and for Melanie. Father, thank you for their family. Thank you for Jimmy answering this call to go. And, God, I pray for all the men right now. I pray for all of us, God. You've called us to be leaders. Uh, you have equipped us. Um, God, and I pray that, Father, we would not grow comfortable and it would just be about more and more stuff, but, God, that we would step out of our comfort zone and, Father, we would be used for your name and for your glory in our day and our generation. And so, Lord, help us to lead well, help us to love well, help us to be godly in our marriages and as fathers, God, and and, uh, father as sons and just all the relationships that we have. Use us in our workplaces, God, Um, and, Father, use us in this world for your name. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. 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 Jimmy, thanks again for being a part today. Hey, guys, we're going to kick back off live September 10th, our Men's Leadership Network and all the locations around. Love for you to jump in and be a part. But, uh, man, this summer, I hope you're having a great summer. hope you're having some wonderful time. And I'm just so thankful for what God's doing. Thanks again, Jimmy. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Mm -hmm.